Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I commend to you a word of our Lord. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Please be seated. So it's hard not to hear the gospel text and think ominous thoughts. There's an end. Stay awake. Don't get caught sleeping. The thieves are coming. Some will be taken. Some will be left. And we'll just go ahead and name drop that flood that destroyed all of creation but for a boat. And just remember, when you think about the end, you don't have any control over it. You don't even get to know when it is. Stay awake. But, like, I just decorated for Christmas so all that scary business about the end of the world feels kind of artificial. The fear feels kind of fake, like a really bad, scary movie. The words of our Lord, they could be taglines for it. Stay awake. It's the wrong season. But the Son of Man will show up at an hour when nobody expects. Like bear attacks. They come when you least expect them. Sorry. It's hard to take this seriously for so many reasons, not the least of which is that the threats do kind of ring a little bit more hollow during the most wonderful time of the year. So maybe when we grab this text, we might poke a little bit of fun at the Baptist down the street who read two people working out in the fields, one taken, one left, and rather than looking to Jesus, they invented an entire doctrine called the rapture to try and figure out who gets taken at the artificial first coming and who has to endure to the end, even and though none of this is actually in the Bible, it's really just sort of a, a great reason to threaten people to behave themselves or else. Two will be taken. Some will be left. Which one will you be? Stay woke. I don't know. We've got other stuff on our minds. It's like in the days of Noah. Folks are eating, drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. It's nothing new. We've got the holidays on our mind, and we would rather think about cute little baby Jesus than end of the world judging everybody Jesus. I like the cute kid laid in the manger. I like the kids dressed up in costumes, acting out plays. I like cookies. I like carols. I like presents. I love Christmas. And so when I'm faced with the last great day and the warning to be prepared, I come into a problem because I'm a big sinner. See, if I'm willing to procrastinate about the things I actually know how to do when I actually have a set deadline, well, preparing for something that's totally coming soon, even though totally soon is meant 2,000 years now, and I don't know exactly how to be prepared, but I know I'm supposed... It's hard to stay awake. Let's just sing Let It Snow for a Northerner. All of us are too focused on the world to face the Lord on the last day. And so we tend to back up a little bit from texts like these. But when we consider the end as difficult this time of year, because it detracts from the holidays, it takes away from Christmas. It changes how we see the day. We start to grumble when Christ took flesh, not so that we could fight over discounted TVs and ones we have at home work just fine, 
That Christ took flesh not so that we could tell everybody else on the internet to stop posting about politics that we disagree with. But Christ took flesh to call us all sinners, to bleed for us and die for us, and to come again on the last great day to save us. It's easier to put that stuff out of sight and out of mind. I mean, we did it last year, too. The crowds gather outside of the mall annually. Each election cycle brings more of the same. The internet reminds me about passive-aggressive posts and bitter complaints made one year ago this day that fixed absolutely nothing. They didn't fix anything. Maybe we should stop that, just putting it out there. But the problem is that we like it this way. I know it doesn't make sense. We know it's an ugly world, but for some reason, the idea that we wouldn't be eager to be a part of it is just appalling. The idea that we would be more fixated on the Lord coming again soon to save us from this mess than with going out and shopping for stuff we don't need is so uncomfortable that we would actually choose this same song and dance of the misery today. Do you see how ridiculous sin is? I'll complain too. The world's too material. But if you tell me to use all the money that I'll spend on junk that people don't need, and I don't know, feed the homeless with it, I'll say, like, all of it? Some, okay, but like, all of it? Other people can help. I'm too busy ripping electronics out of the hands of senior citizens in the name of giving. It's the most wonderful time of the year. This is what happens when we start to be honest about sin. It's not a pleasant picture. This is what happens when we start to talk about how cold our hearts truly are, when we would literally rather stand alone and freeze than see the warmth of forgiving an enemy, because, because, because for some reason we actually prefer the grudges. It lets us be honest, the law, about how we really size up. And if you want to try and figure out who's truly awake and who has fallen asleep come that last great day, well, I don't know about us, but it probably says something when you spend more time studying a Black Friday catalog than the Word of God so that you can go out there and spend all day shopping for some $5 Blu-rays, but the idea of showing up here an hour early for Bible study just seems appalling. This is the world we live in. And so God would fire a divine bullet straight through all of it and name it Advent. Advent, it means God actually shows up. God physically and truly and actually comes to save his people. He takes on human flesh, human blood, human weakness, born of a virgin to be with us. And he will come again on that last great day to judge the living and the dead. And even here and even now, he shows up. He advents in word and sacrament. Advent means that God will not sit idly by in heaven while creation looks like this. But in this lectionary, Advent begins with the end, with the recognition. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will not. And that gives meaning to the Christmas traditions that we lean into. That shapes why we care that God would truly be here in body and blood for us and why we would rejoice to commune with him. Because whenever God shows up, it is a recognition that some things are eternal and some things aren't. 
from the darkness that we chase away with Christmas lights and holiday gatherings that bring all this stress from the pains of death and the families broken by the sinners not with us and the saints who left too soon, none of us last too long down here. Nobody stays awake forever. And so God gives us Advent as a reckoning. But it is a breath of fresh air. There is an end. And that's a good thing. There is an end. And that is a gift. The day of the Lord will come when you least expect it. But honestly, why are you so worried? This is not a scary movie. Jesus is not the bad guy. He is the savior of a world that does not, by its own reason or strength, pay attention. Of a people that is too sinful, too sleepy. He's a savior of me. He's a savior of you. Remember who your God is, so that when he promises to come again in glory, you might see it as a gift. Remember the days of Noah. Actually remember the story that you learned. And then, just like this, begin with the end. Begin with the rainbow that Noah saw. Begin with the promise. The days like this will be like those before the flood. We eat, we drink, we live, we marry. But we know who we are. There will be two women at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. But you actually get to know who you are in this. You're in the ark, remember? You're neither of them. You're the baptized. You're already safe. You've got nothing to worry about. That's what this place is. The church is the ark where the faithful are kept safe until the end. The church is the place where the baptized might always find shelter here, salvation now. The last day comes when nobody expects it, but we are ready because we are baptized. We will be be found holy because Advent reminds us what God has always been about when he shows up for us. Whenever God shows up, whenever God advents, it's always about the cross. Our Lord enters creation to run to the cross in Jerusalem to forgive you your sins. All of you, every last one, all the covetousness of this time of the year, your sins are forgiven you. All of the disregard for your neighbor, your Jesus has bled for you. All of the grudges that you are harboring and burying so deep that it would make this holiday difficult. Jesus has died for you, and your sins are forgiven you. Your neighbor's sins are forgiven them. You are holy. You are righteous. You have nothing left to worry about because of the blood shed for you upon that cross, so that when your Lord comes again in glory, he can find that. Something more than the messes that we have made with his creation. The end is not a threat. It's a hope. It's a promise. It's an understanding that whenever God shows up, it has always been to give mercy to sinners, to me, and to you. Even those who would want nothing to do with him. And nothing you can do will ever change God's will and mind towards you. Nothing that you can do will ever make God be not merciful to sinners. The end will come, and we will sing hymns about it. Because it will be an end to the disputes, an end to the wars, an end to the sins and the deaths. So absolutely, that swords will be turned into plowshares. So rejoice, because the light of the Lord is coming soon. And even here, and even now, there is light for you in a world that is dark, in a world that changes and spins. Here is one straight line 
One narrow path. God advents. God comes to you and to me. Our Lord enters our space to save. The end will come when nobody expects it, but the Lord shows up here on a schedule for you. He advents. He shows up in body and blood so that we never have to wonder why our Lord showed up on Christmas and we missed it, so that our Lord would do more than just tell us to pray real hard and hope to die and see him in heaven. So our Lord would promise to be with us for every dark day of this time of the year, and he has promised to endure with us and forgive us and nurture us and carry us and save us. Our Lord advents here for you in body and blood. He makes himself present in the ark to keep you safe within it. Remember where you are in dark and latter days. You're already in the ark. Remember the days of Noah. Remember the promise. Remember the rainbow. The end will come soon. But on that last great day, you will receive life that does not sleep the sleep of death. Our Lord advents. Sing hymns about it, because he is coming to save you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.